Welcome to Echo Sunday Service. We love that you're here with us today. We hope that you are enjoying our summer playlist series. Today, we get to hear from a new friend of Echo. She is an author, Bible teacher, storyteller, and life coach. This will be the first of many future appearances, Carrie Garcia. This woman speaks truth. And today, she is touching on Psalm 40 and how our weaknesses can be our greatest strength. Your generosity continues to amaze us. Thank you for your ties. Today, we want to talk about something near and dear to the heart of Echo, our Here to Stay initiative. We love our city, and we are here to stay, whether you like it or not. <laughs> Currently, our limitation in meeting is because we are portable. We are working extremely hard behind the scenes for our building. We are praying for God to open doors. Because what we need right now, because of what we are experiencing, is to meet in person and to have a permanent home. To do that, we need to prepare financially to purchase a permanent location. Would you ask God what kind of investment you should make today? Head to our website below and select the line item, Generous. If you're new to Echo Sunday Service, expect this to last around 35 minutes. We'll hear from the Echo Band, we'll hear from the incredible Carrie, we'll take a moment of reflection and we'll wrap up hearing closing thoughts. Lastly, let us know how we can pray for you. Comment on this video or email us those prayer requests. Let's do this together.
Garcia from Southern California. Right. And she is a dear friend of ours, and it is our honor to have her share a little of her heart and share the word with you today. Take it away, Carrie. <laughs> Thanks. Hi guys, it's really good to be here with all of you. And apparently I'm coming at a super nice time because we're considering even living here, but then we heard about negative 50, so we're kind of rethinking some of that. But it is super awesome to come and be with all of you and get to share a little bit of my heart with all of you guys in this, hey, look at us. Like we're kind of connecting and meeting together. We're actually having church and breaking some rules. But there's not more than 10 of us, so we're, we're okay, Mayor. Don't get mad. Um, or Governor or whoever. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just wanted to share a little bit. I know that you guys are in um, your playlist series, and so Pastor Andy had asked me to share a little bit about maybe my, the song that kind of came to mind and a little bit, like kind of unpacking that song a little bit. But before I even tell, my, tell you my song... Um, I want to tell you a little story about me and just a little bit of insight to who I am. I, growing up, I'm a pastor's kid. And so, you know, for me, we always kind of learned how to play the part. We would show up at church and I, this dates me, but I was even the girl that would sit and do the overhead projector during the worship. So I would flip the overhead. So I played every role in the church and was pretty good at doing all of that. And not to give you guys this whole long story about me, but... And, you know, on the outside, our family looked really put together and, you know, a beautiful mom. She modeled. I had my dad, 6'5", big buff guy, um, really would preach with a very low voice. So it was very spiritual. Um, <laughs> and my mom was even on the worship team. So, you know, we, we played the part really well. But on the inside of our home, um, my mom struggled with a pretty severe eating disorder and mental illness. And we just didn't really talk about that. And it, that affected my life in many ways. But one of the things that I think really played itself out was this idea of always wanting to figure out where I fit in. So even in junior high and high school, I, I mean, I hung out with so many different kinds of people. I have been in three quinceañeras because I hung, and if you take a look at me, not a quinceañera kind of kid, um, <laughs> but I was Mexican by association for a long time. Um, and... I was, I, I dated a guy who was in a gang, Patrick, Patrick DeLeon from the La Familia gang. So I was a, in a gang. Um, and then I was really emo for a while. And again, this dates me, but I would listen to the Smiths and nobody understood me or my music. And, and I was just really like moody and emo. Um, and that was like, you know, this was just going on constantly, junior high, high school, just really trying to find out where I fit and who I was. And, you know, even um, going into high school, I just so much wanted to be popular. I did not care what it took. I wanted to be popular. And in my school, the people that were popular were not the cheerleaders or, you know, the academic students. It was the partiers. And for me, it was like, man, that's where I need to get in. That's who I need to be with. And, and I did. And I worked really hard at, at fitting in but there's this part of me, and I think knowing Jesus since I was little, um, there's this part of me that just never fit. It's just no matter how hard I try, I dressed the part, I acted the part, um, I just couldn't fit. And um, I remember dating a guy, 
And we had dated a long time. He was a lot older than me. And so, you know, when you're in high school, that's really cool to date an old guy. But now looking back, you're like, ew, what is wrong with that guy? He was 21. I was 15. That was really, really, really inappropriate. Um, But I was so cool. Um, And I remember him telling me a few years after us dating on and off, he was sitting with me outside at this park and I had gotten really deeply into drugs and so had he and I had been doing drugs for gosh like nine years at that point and pretty heavily addicted to methamphetamines and he was too and actually I was doing a lot of selling for him and I think there was reason why we were in a relationship it it worked out really well for him economically Um, but I remember him sitting there and he was like there's you fit in with everybody you're you're really popular everyone knows you but there's just something about you that i can't put my finger on i don't know what it is and i knew in my heart i knew it was jesus but i just had no idea how to reach him like i had no idea how to get to god i had made so many mistakes i mean i had just done so many things wrong and everything that i knew about the church was you had to play this part that that I felt like I couldn't play anymore. I just felt like I couldn't be what the church needed me to be. And I couldn't be what I thought God needed to me, me to be was this like perfect person on the outside. You can be messed up on the inside, but just be this perfect person on the, in, on the outside. And I just, it, it just wouldn't work. And, and that brings me to my song. There's a song from a band called 21 Pilots. And the, the name of the song is Screen. And it says in there, um, I'm standing in front of you. I'm trying to be so cool, but there's a screen on my chest and you can see right through me. And it goes into the course, say, we're just, we're broken people. We're broken people. And, and there's this one part in the song, the whole song means a lot to me, but he says, um, there's a few of us who have a really tough time getting through this life. So excuse us while we sing to the sky. And I, when I listen to that, I'm like, man, that sums up so much of my life. This idea of like, I'm trying to be what all of you want me to be.
screen on my chest and you can see right through my heart and I don't know how to cover that part up. I don't know how to not have that but it seems like a weakness. It seems like something that if you see right through me you're gonna have power over me and yet I don't know how to cover up that screen. The scripture in um, Psalms 41 through 3 that you guys have kind of um, based this whole premise on, um, the, the portion that you guys say was that, you know, he's put a new song in my mouth. But the beginning portion of that scripture says, I waited patiently for the Lord and he, inclined, he helped me. He brought me up out of the pit of my despair, out of the muck and the mire. And then it begins to say, he set my feet upon a rock and steadied me as I walked along. And then he gives me a new song. That portion, the beginning portion where it says, I waited patiently, indicates that he first cries out. There is this crying from David that says, no matter what I have tried to do, it has not brought solace to my heart. I have tried all these things, and yet I am now in the pit of despair. No matter what, I'm a king. I've done all of this. I have all of these things, and yet I am in despair. And so much of that is from his own life of pain and, and experience. And, and yet I see in that scripture, like, God, how do we begin to get honest about where we are in the pits of our despair? And it was an indication to me that he first cries out this acknowledgement that says, I, I need you. I have no way that I can get out of this pit. And when we read the scripture and it says, I waited patiently, I mean, it kind of sounds beautiful. Like, oh, he just sits there and waits for God to help him out. Um, and it's such a beautiful, like, I just need to be more patient. But really, like, the word patient, it, even in the context of the fruit of the Spirit, means to have long suffering. To suffer long is produced in patience. And so, so often I wanted God, just rescue me, just fix me, just get me out of this pit. I'm addicted to drugs. And then even after I got off drugs, my life was not falling into place. I just started going into ministry because I thought that would be the thing that healed me. But the reality was, is I never dealt with why I wanted to do drugs in the first place or why ministry needed to be the thing. I never dealt with the fact that my strength was actually the screen on my chest. The strength mm -hmm. that I carried was this vulnerability and the false sense of trying to be what everybody wanted me to be was just tearing me apart. So I had to wait patiently. I had to suffer long for the Lord, for me to understand that when the Lord rescues, it wasn't about him just plucking me out. It was that the suffering long, he was actually with me in it. Yeah. That he was yeah. sitting with me in the pit of despair. That he came down the ladder and sat with me and transformation began to happen. And that's why when we see in the scriptures, he steadied my feet. I think about my daughter or, or my sons when they first started to walk and as they would take a step, we would cheer them on, but they would fall down. And there's a steadying that happens when we're learning how to operate in the spirit and operate as a child of God outside of operating what everyone else wants us to be. So I began to see the screen on my chest as this place of vulnerability and beauty that God wanted to tend to and care for and he wanted to encompass and wrap his hands around and steady me to give myself a new footing, a new voice, a new song, 
a, a news story, that it was going to be less about what other people wanted me to be and really discovering who God was calling me to be. And That's it good. just began to fully change my life. And here's yeah. the best part of the scripture. And you need to know that, Echo Church, as you are listening to this message and just even us in this room right now, that even in this room right now, and even as you're listening, that God is speaking to the screen on your chest, yeah. that he is saying there's parts of you that are tender. And I know you've wanted to cover that up, but in your suffering long, I am with you. And the very end of this scripture says, many will see and all that he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord because of you That's awesome. because of your story because of where you have gone because of the screen on your chest that shows the story that you have encountered shows the pain that you have seen shows the triumph that you have endured and yet what god is calling you to is saying it is the very places of your story the new song in your mouth that will others will hear and it won't be because of your victorious life or fitting in or being the most popular successful person it will actually be from your pit stories that god redeems you from and that he begins to say this new song i put in your mouth this new place i have called you to many will see and hear about me, Jesus, in your life, and it will bring healing and restoration. Yes. So the story has been long, but the time with you has been short. So I just pray in my heart that as this begins to land, even through the weirdness of a screen, even through the fact that we're having church even right now mm -hmm. recording this, that, that you hear, my prayer is that you would hear from the depth of my heart that God has actually planted purpose and calling and beauty in your life so and that I would just encourage you that whatever the world is trying to tell you, whatever story, whatever parent, whatever sibling, whatever spouse is trying to tell you to be something that you're not, that the screen on your chest will always lead you to the truest places of who God has called you to be and there's nothing more beautiful in living fully alive than the courageous act of loving who you were created to be. Psalms 40 verse 4 says this, How blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and does not look to the arrogant or to those who rely on things that are false. Verse 5, it says, How much you have done, Lord my God. Your wonders and your thoughts are towards us. Did you hear that? God is for you. God's thoughts are towards you and none compare with you, oh God. I want to take a moment and clean the screen that's on our chest today. Carrie had mentioned that there is a narrative that comes from the world. Sometimes it's our family, our friends, or our enemies. And I think what we do is we begin to look towards those messages and we can believe and buy into false narratives. A narrative sometimes sounds like this, that God is against us, that God hates us, and that God is evil. And if that is our perspective, we will never see ourselves in the light of truth. And the best way I believe is to, to clean that chest of ours is to allow God's word to do exactly that. I found a really cool uh, reference sheet really of what God's word says about us and who God is. So let's clean our chest today. Let's inhale this as God begins to do an inner working 
in us. I am a creator and you are my creation. I breathe in your nostrils the breath of life. I created you in my image. I knit you together in your mother's womb. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. However, from the very beginning, you exchanged the truth about me for a lie. You worshiped and served created things rather than me, the creator. And yet in my great love, I gave my unique son. Come on. That all those who believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. I want to remind you today that God has his best intentions for you. Man, we need to hear this. If God is for us, who can be against us? But I guess the question is this, is will we submit to God's plans, God's ways, and God's desires for your life? God desires to rescue you from you. I have to tell you this, you cannot do this on your own. See, if you aim to be perfect, you will always be a pretender. But if you surrender, you will be saved. So let us lean into God. Let's start a relationship with Jesus today as he's paved the way to the Father, Father God, who cares and has the best intentions for you. He desires to have a relationship. So I invite you to pray this prayer with us today as we begin that relationship with God. Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me in Jesus' name, his authority. Amen. What do you need to receive from the Lord right now? What do you need to give up to the Lord right now? What do you need to invite God into right now? These hands say so much. They say, I am open. I am surrendered. So God, we invite you into this moment. We invite you into the screens on our chest. We invite you, God, into places in our hands that have carried and held so much weight. Sometimes it feels overwhelming, the burden that just lies in these hands. But God, I believe that you wanna come in, you wanna minister to, you wanna comfort and wrap your hands around. This is not something that's like an exchange of goods. This is meeting our human hearts. These are meeting the places of vulnerability. So God, I just pray right now in this moment, wherever this message finds our friends, whether in this room or on the other side of this screen, that they would know that right now, as they're looking at a screen, God, you are inviting them to even see the screen on their own chest. That you're, in, that you're inviting them into um, a place that may feel tender or scary, and yet you're inviting them into a place where you want to tend to the places that feel fragile. May our fragility, may our humanity meet your deity here on earth as it is in heaven. And may your glory begin to minister and comfort in the places that feel wounded and bring about transformation. Steady our feet, God. Steady our heart. Give us a new song, Lord. And may we begin to be a testimony 
to what you have done in our lives. And may we never forget the pit so that we remember always your hand upon our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. No other name, Jesus. God, continue giving us supernatural patience as we navigate this season. In your name, amen. If you prayed that prayer of surrender during the message for the first time or for the first time in a long time, would you text RESCUED to 97000 or email us? We want to connect with you and help guide you in the next steps of your faith journey. You guys continue to blow us away with your generosity. Thanks for being so amazing. We are working on plans for us to meet in person in the near future. When you heard Andy and Sam mention at the beginning that we are working on the next steps for ECHO, they mean it and we mean it. There has been meetings and calls and plans and we believe that God is about to move in in a big way. Join us in preparing for that. Nothing is concrete yet, but as soon as we know, you will be the first to know. At ECHO, you can give two ways. You can text the number below or you can go to our website. If you are able and have the means to give, would you please do so? If you don't have the means and you have a need, don't be afraid to ask us. That message with Carrie was such a good reminder for all of us to remember to let go. To let go of the worrying what others think about us. To look at the screen on our chest as a symbol that God is with us always. He is carrying you through whatever circumstance you are facing right now. He is here to rescue us by simply being with us. 
And like Carrie so profoundly said, that's when the transformation begins. So let's be patient and put our faith in him. Echo, you are awesome. Be kind and have a great week. Hey, what's up, Echo? I want to tell you a really quick story. About 18 months ago, Christy and I started the process of planting Echo Church. And one of the very first things we began to do was look for a facility or a building where we could call home or we could potentially meet in. One of those buildings are right behind me. It's on the corner of 3rd Ave and 13th Street Southeast, coincidentally right next to Christy's favorite coffee shop. How coincidental. We started asking God, is this the place that you want us to meet? And I felt like the Lord whispered something to me and he said, he said this, Andy, I don't want you to renovate a building. I want you to start a church. I want you to plant a church. And that's exactly what we've been doing. But in this very moment, in this new season, I felt like the Lord has been whispering to me to prepare to buy and purchase a permanent solution. We're a portable church and we love it. At the same time, we feel like to be the most effective church that God wants us to be, that we need to find a permanent solution. And so I want to invite you to ask God how you can play a part. And honestly, what we're looking and we're asking you to do is, is to, to give to this initiative, to echo permanence, what we call here to stay. We feel like we're here in Rochester to make a difference for a, a long time and a permanent location will help us accomplish the vision and some of the dreams we have in our heart. If that's you today and you'd like to donate a million dollars, call me personally about that one, but uh, for the rest of us that can't do that, uh, would you go to our website and would you start giving something on a regular basis so we can be prepared to buy something permanent so that Echo is here to stay. If you do so, just click on that generous link and man, we wanna go ahead and start saving in order to find a building and pay potentially for cash as God is in the midst of doing a miracle.